Are you ready to hear the word of God? Yes, come on. Please stand up on your feet and receive with me the vessel that God has ordained to preach this gospel, to bring the word of God. Come on, let's receive our mom. Come on, receive the woman of God. Amen. Appreciate her. Because we have been permitted to bring in more people. Church, Kanisa. I serve COVID with a notice. COVID Number one, COVID, I hate you. COVID Number two, COVID, you are on your way out. Oh, make some noise in the heart. Even at least Zacharias was not masked forever. Elizabeth was not quarantined forever. It was a short time. I told you, was it last month? I told you very soon we shall ask COVID, COVID, where is your power? Where is your state? Look at somebody, tell them, I'm still here. No, 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 they, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, 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 they didn't get it that maybe more than 4 million people have died, but you are here. So look at somebody, tell them, imagine I'm still here. Imagine. Imagine I am still here. The reason COVID didn't wipe you out is because on the inside of you, you are carrying something. God has preserved. You are carrying something. You are carrying something that the nation of Kenya will need to see. You are carrying something that will affect and impact nations. Give another shout of praise to the King of Kings. Amen. 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 You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. Today we shall be having two services. 
I'm honored to speak the first service. Ninaheshimika kunena katika ibada ya kwanza. Allow me to appreciate Her Excellency, our mother. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless you. Mungu akubariki. Help me appreciate Pastor Kathy. Don't you love Pastor Kathy? Ever looking so beautiful. Don't you love your big brother, the first son of the house? Bishop Alan will be taking us through uh, the process of um, of the food uh, that we are about to send to Malsbet. And I know, Bishop, today you shall decree a word that will get somebody out of poverty. You get somebody out of chains. Because somebody, maybe they didn't even have money, they didn't have food. Bishop, I understand there are people who brought one packet of flour and others brought only two kilos of sugar. And I believe as you are, we are fragging that food, today you shall decree wealth in the house of God, abundance and grace, because God is not a man. Yeah, we have sold, we are sowing, and we have sold. And I believe in the seed you sow. It cannot die. Especially this is a good ground. It's fatter. It cannot die. So Bishop will take us through that, and there will be a prayer. And thank you for bringing the Kigosho team. Today we are going to do a Kigosho until the devil gets upset. So after this service, we all go outside. We are going before we send the trucks away. We're going to do a Kigosho. Bishop has a king of Kigosho in his church. I'm yet to find out if his parents are our Corinos or his grandfather because there is some kind of signs. So, aren't you happy to see your handsome brother, Pastor George? And thank you so much, Pastor George. You are food. I mean, thank you. Thank you, Pastor George. Pastor Bob and Pastor Rachel, we appreciate. Help me appreciate. Pastor Rachel. Ministers of the gospel, those who minister in this house, I appreciate you. Would you, help, would you stand? Pastors from our pastors' fellowship, would you all stand? Pastors from the pastors' fellowship, God bless you mightily. Thank you so much for coming to fellowship with us. I have an appointment with you because I feel like I want to prophesy to every single one of you. Tell your neighbor, spirit of prophecy. Thank you, ministers. Thank you. So I want to appreciate uh, just those who have given for Malsabet. Thank you very much. I know we will do this. Uh, Minister Ray has organized. We're going to do this one outside to appreciate everyone of you. But you know, this family, we're not only giving food 
You are actually feeding every single day 500, over 600 children in Kikambara every single day. And last week, the ambassador of the state of Israel and his deputy visited our children and they gave them 25 huge goats. Can we see that? Can we? Oh, there they go. Thank you. Show them the goats. Do you have the goats there? So when I go for missions in Kikambara, somebody is going to take me so they can, we can do some, something to those goats. Okay, if I don't see the goats, then they are being preserved. Those are the goats. Thank you. Thank you, my covenant partners. Thank you. Thank you. We were discussing with a team of us, with Minister Ray, about Kikambara. I'm trying not to be emotional about this one, okay? We notice that our children, though we are feeding them every single day, that their hairs are turning brown, they are getting big heads, skin issues. And we just discovered something that the food we serve in the center and you will notice if you see how they come, they come with little buckets and little basins hoping that they're going to get more food. We understand that particular portion of food that every child gets is what is feeding the entire family. So they sit and scoop each person and take it round until it is finished. And I'm believing God. And I know Bishop is going to make this prayer and a declaration that God will bless us so much that we shall be our brother's keepers. We shall have finances. And I believe that I want us to add the portions that we are feeding, we are giving our Kikambara children. Is that okay? So, so that when when they go, when, even when they take that food home, the food can be enough. Can we agree together? So as God continues to bless us, we shall increase the portions. Notice that every day we are feeding about 600 people, children, but during the weekend the number goes higher. 
mwisho wa juma nambari ile inaongezeka even sometimes to or more than 1000 na hata wakati mwingine mpaka zaidi ya 1000 so thank you fam family asante ni sana jamii for giving to kikambara children kuwapatia watoto wa kikambala for sustaining them kwa ajili ya kuwadumisha thank you for the clothes they wear they have come from your home asante kwa mavazi ambayo wanavaa umetoka kwenye nyumbani you have created a reason as to why god needs to bless you umetengeneza sababu ya mungu kwa nini awabariki thank you once again help me appreciate yourself for your support Thank you very much our CJ. Thank you for coming. We appreciate you. We love you. And we are also praying for you. Let me go to the text of 2022. In actual fact, I said to us last Sunday, when God gave me the text Isaiah 59 and Isaiah 60, Mungu aliponipatia Isaiah 59 verse 19, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. And then Isaiah 60 verse number 2. Alafu Isaiah 60 mstari wa pili. Though darkness shall cover the earth. Ingawaje kutakuwa na giza kuu katika ulimwengu. But the Lord shall arise upon you. Lakini Bwana atainuka juu yenu. I didn't like the text. I, I, I don't know for some reason I was hoping and wishing God was going to say something different. But can you imagine this is the second month of the year? But we have already seen most of the fulfillment of the word that I gave in the month of January. The gross, gross darkness that covers the earth right now has covered Ukraine because of the invasion of Russia over that little over that nation and actually by the way i want to remind you that Ukraine is not a small country is a big country it is the largest nation in europe apart from, the largest nation is russia followed by Ukraine. So it is not a small country at all. It has a population of about over 44 million people. Almost like the nation of Kenya. And we can tell that uh, Ukraine was once uh, in the Soviet Union and was free in 1991. But today we're looking at nation that we cannot even say if it is a nation or what it is. Speaking and sending a word in January over Europe. I want prophetically that we will see chaos in Europe. I spoke about, uh, I, about I, I think I discussed about some agreements. You know, European Union. European Union, there are some agreements, there are unities, there are treats that have been signed. And I think in January I said 
we will see them challenged. Na nikaona yako nikasema January kama kutakuwa na changamoto katika makubaliano. And I can assure you right now. Na nataka kuhakikishia hivi sasa. Every treat has been challenged. Imetiwa tashishi. On 31st night I remember. Kama tarehe 31 I was waiting on God in my upper room. Nilipokuwa nikimsubiri Bwana katika chumba changu cha I saw an invasion and I saw a movement of masses of people. Nikaona kwamba ushambulio na watu wengi wakiondoka. And I remember asking the Lord, who are those? Where are they coming from and where are they going because they had bags and children and all sorts of things. Nakumbuka nikimuuliza Bwana hawa ni nani wanaenda wapi niona wakiwa na mikobo na kila kitu. At the time I didn't understand it. Wakati ule sikufahamu kabisa. And I think in January I spoke about globally the leaders will be faced with the tough decisions. Na nadhani kisema kwamba January viongozi watakuwa na maamuzi magumu ya kufanya. I mentioned the tough decisions and I say most we will see peer pressure on on the leaders. Na nikasema kwamba kutakuwa na wakati mgumu na viongozi watakuwa na hali ngumu ya kufanya maamuzi. I remember Sadri saying. Nikasema kwa Some nations will fall to the ground. Mataifa kadhaa yataanguka sakafuni. And would never be able to raise up again. Hayataweza kuinuka mara tena. And we looking at Ukraine right now. Jesus itazama Ukraine hivi sasa. We are looking at the destruction and the devastation that is going on in this nation. We are seeing cities have been bombed. Cities have come down. People are devastated. There bombing is going on every day everywhere. Think of this. Who is in their right mind who would ever bomb a hospital? and a children's orphanage home. These are the evil days. No wonder God spoke to us about the dark days and the dark hour. I did mention in January that we will see demonstrations. We will see anger and frustrations. Haven't we seen every one of the nations demonstrating against Russia because of the invasion Tumeona kwa mataifa mengi yanaandamana ni kwa ajili ya vile Russia inafanya kule Ukraine And speaking on the leaders didn't haven't we seen leaders are sitting round the tables they are stuck they are stranded they don't know what decision to make Tunaona viongozi wamekaa mezani wanajaribu kufanya maamuzi wajui wafanye maamuzi gani And they know as much as we know that though nobody will ever say it. Any single move will take us to third world war. I have boldness because I'm a prophet I can say it. That's why people are sitting around the table. Looking at the way out thinking about this and that. And prophetically I know. It's not one single nation behind this issue. But I don't have that to prophesy about that but it's an issue of prayer. Lakini siwezi nikatabiri kuhusu jambo hilo lakini najua hili ni jambo la unabii ama la maombi. 
Tutaendelea kuona shida kama hizi. I didn't like the theme of 2022. Sikupenda mada ya mwaka 2022. But now haven't we understood the theme much better? Lakini jeshi hivi sasa tumepata ufahamu wa jambo hili. I didn't like it but now I understand. Ingawaje sikulipenda zaidi lakini sana ileo. We spoke about some struggles uh, some uh, economical struggles tulinena kuhusu shida kadhaa za kiuchumi political systems even in our own nation hata katika taifa hili letu but today around me lakini leo ni ruhusu to speak on a subject that i had promised that i would talk about on kunena katika mada ambayo nilikuwa nimeahidi ndainenea the first flooding ever mentioned in the bible garika ya kwanza kabisa ambayo iliwahi tajwa katika biblia when the enemy comes in like a flood adui anapoingia kama garita Roho wa Bwana atainua kiwango kinyume na yeye Na tatu angalie garika ya kwanza kabisa ambayo iliwahi kuwekwa katika mwanzo sura ya sita Kwanza tuanze kufikiria kwamba garika ni nini A flood is when huge amount of waters go beyond the norms. Ya kwamba garika ni wakati maji mengi yanaenda zaidi ya kingo zake. It goes out of norms and cause havoc. Inaenda zaidi ya kingo zake na kuleta majanga. When we talk about flooding it can cut communications and uh, and connections. Tunaweza kinena kuhusu garika inakata mawasiliano na hata unganiko. So when we looking at flooding, tunapoangalia kuhusu garika Flooding submerges the land. Ya kwamba garika inaifunika ulimwengu. I would compare COVID-19 with flood. Naweza fananisha COVID-19 na garika. Because across the nations of the world ulimwenguni kote wakati covid ilipoingia there was so much loss of lives kulikuwa na maisha mengi ambayo yalipotea maisha ya watu so many people were devastated and broken watu wengi wakakosa tumaini kuvunjika watu wamewacha wakiwa maskini wakiwa wamekasirika na hata katika msongo that's a sign of flood hiyo ndio ishara ya garika so flooding anytime you hear about flood wakati wote unapokusikia kuhusu kwamba garika hainusuru jambo it is beautiful homes away inabeba majumba mema garika inapokuja kuna kitu kinasalia kama kimesimama kidogo kuhusu tsunami when tsunami hits tsunami inapotokea even the five star hotels seven star hotels into the sea inabeba hata zile hoteli kubwa kabisa inazipeleka katika bahari the people even their pets everything is taken into watu the sea watu na hata wale wanyama wao wadogo inawabeba inawapeleka katika bahari so most when there is a warning of tsunami kila wakati tunapokuwa na tahadhari ya tsunami you'd always hear or maybe the strong storms we have As somebody coming from the US when they give warnings about the storm wanaopatiana tahadhari kuhusu zile dhoruba kubwa they will always ask people to go on the higher ground wataambia watu waende mahali palipoinuka allow me to say niruhusu kusema jesus christ is the higher ground yesu kristo ndio mahali palipoinuka hapo tu ni unapata usalama hapo tu ni upo unaweza pata usalama kwake kristo unasimama kila sakafu 
a sinking sand. So whatever storms in whatever the nations will be going through let us take cover under Jesus. So Genesis chapter 6 I want to ask to point to something. This will not be your favorite message. Get upset, but we're going to get saved. This is a message to sharpen us. Today we are going to take a shower. Thank God you came. You may wish you didn't come today. But I'm so happy you didn't know what I was going to speak on, so you came. And I'm telling you, uh, we are going to have church. So you have permission to keep quiet when I speak. You don't have to shout amen. Because I'm going to say it as it is. Today I want us to look at the first flooding ever mentioned in the Bible. And to as to the reason of the first flood. So today we are going to the genesis of the flooding. And that's why I'm saying that I know it's not going to be always be very nice here. When we look at the first flooding, we look at the cause. The cause is because God hates sin and wickedness. Two things, God hates sin. It does not matter who commits sin. God hates sin and wickedness. And today, allow me to say that that in the days of prosperity, in the days of multiplication, in the days of your increase, be very cautious because those are the times that we would be puffed up with pride and forget the work of grace. Looking at Genesis, the 6th chapter, the Bible records, and it came to pass, when men begin to multiply it is not when men became poor it was when men started having multiplication when God began to bless the people on the face of the earth the Bible then poses at that when men begin to multiply, the Bible pauses for a moment and introduces something very interesting that I want us to look at. Then the Bible says, daughters of men who were fair, they were beautiful, they were attracted, also they were born. Hmm. Look at the two things. Increase. And in the days of increase, the men of God, the men of God increased. On the other hand, daughters of men, 
Not daughters of God, daughters of men. Sio binti za Mungu lakini binti za wanadamu. Were also born. Pia wakazaliwa. And they were attractive. Walikuwa wanavutia. They were fair. Walikuwa wema. They had the heights. Walikuwa na urefu. They had the looks. Walikuwa na mtazamo mwema. But looks and height does not give you brains. Lakini mtazamo mwema na sura nzuri haikupatia akili tafadhali ni wewe radhi. Catwalking doesn't mean you are a queen in the kingdom of God. Tutembea kwa madaha isemi ya kwamba wewe ni malkia katika ufalme wa Bwana. And you know that my son is married to one of the models. Na unajua kwamba mwanangu amemuoa mmoja wa wale mabinti ambao ni models. But she fears God and she's born again. Lakini anamcha Bwana na amezaliwa mara ya pili. So the problem it seems like the problem. Inaonekana basi kama shida ni. Is when the daughters of men showed up into the text. Wakati binti za wanadamu walipotukia tu katika kama andhari haya. And I like the emphasis that they were very beautiful. Napenda msisitizo ambao imewekwa pale kwamba walikuwa beautiful on the outside does not qualify that you become beautiful on the inside. Na kwamba urembo wa nje sio kusema kwamba wewe ni mrembo pia katika nafsi yako. You can go and read from Peter you see the beauty of a woman. Unaweza ukaenda katika Petero utaona kwamba urembo wa mwanadamu. Na kwamba sio mapango. Is not how much we adore us. Sio vile anavyojitia mapango. Unaweza ukaenda kusoma ile nyumbani. So it seems. Kwa hivyo yaonekana. That when these sons of uh, sons sons were, were sons of God. Wakati basi wana wa Mungu. They saw. Wakaona. Meaning they looked and saw. Wakatazama na wakaona. The daughters of men. Binti za wanadamu. And they took them as wives. Na wakawachukua kama wake. Their problem started there. Shida ikaanzia pale. The genesis of problems started right there. Na kwamba mwanzo wa shida ukaanzia pale. When the sons of God Wakati took the daughters of men. Wa Mungu alipowachukua binti za wanadamu. God was not impressed. Mungu hakufurahishwa. God was not impressed at all. Mungu hakufurahishwa kabisa. And they took them in as their wives and married them. Na wakachukua basi kama wake wao na wakawao. Right there we see the institution of marriage took another turn. Pale tunaonea kwamba idara ya ndoa ikachukua mtazamo mwingine. Let me simplify by saying. Wacha nikapata kusema hivi. The sons of God were covenant people. Wana wa Mungu walikuwa watu wa agano. But the daughters of men were not in covenant. Lakini binti za wanadamu hawakuwa katika agano. Today, leo, I want to warn the sons of the covenant. Nataka kuwatadharisha wana wa agano. Take heed when it comes to marriage. Kuwatahadhari inapofika wakati wa ndoa. Therefore the daughters of men are being born every day everywhere. Kwa mwangalifu binti wanadamu wanazaliwa kila siku kila mahali. They are beautiful and attractive on the outside. Ni warembo wanavutia kinje. I know the daughters of men I'm addressing are not in church today. Najua binti za wanadamu ambao wanana kuhusu wako kanisani leo. But how I pray that they will check us out and they will see what I say about the daughters of men. Lakini jinsi nasema ni kwamba utazame utajua nina na kuhusu binti za wanadamu. The daughters of men are materialistic. Ya kwamba binti za wanadamu wanapenda tu mali. They are vicious. Ya kwamba wao ni waovu. They don't like a man for what he is. Hawampendi mwanamme kwa jinsi alivyo. They like a man because of what he has in his account or in his own 
what he has on him. Wanapenda mwanaume kwa ajili ya kile ambacho katika akaunti yake. They don't like men before who a man is. Hawampendi mwanaume jinsi tu alivyo. They like men for what they owe. Wanapenda wanaume kwa ajili ya mali zao na kile walichonacho. The daughters of men have become so materialistic today. I'm going to talk about it. Binti za wanadamu wamekuwa wakupenda tu mali leo ndani na kuihusu. Before they enter into a marriage they want to know what neighborhood does a man live. Kabla waingie katika ndoa nataka kujua mwanaume huyu anaishi katika ujirani gani. Does the man drive? anaendesha gari aina gani? What family background do you come from? Ametoka katika jamii gani? Possibly for inheritance. Pengine tu ndiye akapata kuwa na mali ya kuridhi. The daughters of men. Binti za wanadamu. They will kind of trap men. So that they can carry babies. For maintenance purposes. So that they can go to our courts. And the judges will demand maintenance on monthly basis over that baby. Daughters of men are very intentional. Daughters of men are calculated than what you think. Binti za wanadamu wao wanajua kupiga hesabu kuliko vilivyodhania. Say that daughters of men don't know love they know money. Wacha nikwambie binti wa wanadamu wajui upendo wanajua pesa. They know possessions. Wanajua kumiliki mali. They know they can smell title deeds. Wanaweza wakanusia vieti vya kumiliki shamba. They smell. Wanainusia. They smell. Wanainusia. They can look at a man and and, and kind of design. If there is anything. Do you know that daughters of men? They are ruthless. Allow me to speak about the daughters of men maybe if I will never preach it again today I'm going to wrap it in until it sinks leo ni ruhusu ya kwamba ninakuhusu binti za wanadamu kama sitahubiri tena lakini leo nenda kuifungua kwa hivyo unaposikia kwamba wana wenyu wa kiume wanaoa lazima utoupanga useme kwamba mlete hapa kwanza na utaanza kuwa na maneno ya maarifa Uh, uh, the spirit that will help you de- define and know who that person is they love position they love wealth you know i went somewhere one time a couple of years ago a man had lost his wife so it was like a fashion show place this girl this girl i knew her she used to be in our ministry I took pastor soon. Nilimpeleka mhubiri soon. Kumbe they even check where you stay. Kumbe hata huwa wanaangalia unaishi wapi. This beautiful girl before she died had finished a house in Runda. Dada huyu kabla ajiaga alikuwa amaliza tu kujenga nyumba hapa pale Runda. She died in an accident. Na akafa tu katika ajali ya barabarani. The girls there I thought my goodness is, is, that, is this a crusade for women what are we looking at 
The man was upstairs. Ya kwamba yule bwana alikuwa katika chumba Aliposikia kwamba nimekuja kumuona. He came downstairs. Akatoka pale katika There were about 10 women. Palikuwa kama dada him like this with the legs from coming down. Wakimzuia na miguu hivi asiteremke. Excuse me. Nikasema ni You know this is your mother. Yes, I said excuse me. Can you allow that man to mourn his wife? Come on sir. Come down. Nikasema tafadhali muruhusini bwana huyu akapata kumuomboleza mke wake tafadhali bwana njoo hapa I'm thinking nadhania those are the daughters of men hawa ndio binti za wanadamu when they enter in a home it cannot stand again wanapoingia tu katika nyumba boma haiwezi kasema you better note this one that they are very intentional afadhali ujue kwamba wao ni wakulenga zaidi go and read ezra chapter 10 enda usome ezra sura ya 10 because i will not have time to check on ezra chapter 10 kwa jili sitakuwa na muda wa kuangalia ezra sura ya 10 ezra calls them strange women kwamba Ezra anawaita wake wa kigeni strange women wake wa kigeni Ezra says Ezra anasema he names the people who had married the strange women anawataja watu ambao walikuwa wameoa wake wa kigeni and they had taken in them in as wives and they had children with them na walikuwa mwachukua kama wake na kupata watoto na wao and after they were And after Ezra says Na baada Ezra anasema He had prayed and confessed the sins of his people Alikuwa ameomba na kuzitubu dhambi za watu wake And he was weeping Na alikuwa analia Casting himself before the house of God Akwamba akijiweka pale katika nyumba ya Bwana In the midst of a great congregation both men and women and children Kati umati mkubwa waume wake na watoto And people joined him and they wept so Watu wakaungana na yeye na pia wakaendelea kuomboleza And he saw how their transgressions na kaona jinsi dhambi zao and he cried unto god na kamlilia bwana and one of the things that Ezra did first of all Ezra says kwanza Ezra anasema there is hope in Israel concerning this thing kuna tumaini kwa Israeli kuhusu jambo hili but when you look at this thing unapotazama jambo hili of the strange wives kuhusu wake wa kigeni they were harshly judged by Ezra walihukumiwa zaidi na Ezra and the decision Ezra came up with na uamuzi ambao Ezra alitukia nao to me personally i think it was a bit unfair kwangu mimi nilikuwa Because Ezra told them. Listen. We have cried, cried. Tumelia. We have repented. Tumetubu. Second thing. Put away these women. Wafukuzeni wake hao. And their children. Na watoto wao. Me I thought that was extreme. Mimi nikadhania kwamba hiyo imeenda zaidi. And the Bible says there were those who felt like me. Biblia inasema kuna wale ambao walihisi kama mimi. Who trembled at that command. Ambaye walitetemeka kwa ajili ya amri. You can look at that that is verse number 3. Unaweza ukaangalia hiyo ni mstari wa 3. Look at look at Ezra. Angalia Ezra. He made them vow and swear. Alifanya watoe nadhiri na kuapa. That they were going to get out these strange women out of them. Ya kwamba watawafukuza wake hawa wakigeni kutoka And Ezra returns back to the chamber. Na Ezra akarejea katika chumba. When I was looking at the story of of Ezra I was thinking about your big brother. Nilipokuwa nikifikiria kuhusu hadithi ya Ezra nilikuwa namwangalia ndugu yenu mkubwa. And the Bible says He went back to prayer. Akarejea maombini. He did not eat any food nor drink any water. Hakula chakula wala kunywa maji. He was moved for his people's transgressions. Aliguzo zaidi kwa ajili ya makosa na dhambi ya watu. Remember we are talking about people who had been in captivity. Kumbuka tuna who had been taken to Babylon. And it seems while they were in Babylon. They adapted strange habits. 
strange habit. Tabia za kigeni. Maybe they adopted them because they were maybe they were practiced in that land of Babylon. Pengine walizichukua kwa ajili zikuwa zinafanyika kule katika nchi ya Babiloni. But allow me to say. Lakini ruhusu kusema. And we also witnessing strange behaviors among us our people. Tunaona pia tabia za kigeni kati ya watu wetu. Strange behaviors that are not even in our culture. Tabia za kigeni ambazo haziko pia hata katika utamaduni wetu. Not even think of one yourself. Mimi sasa tataje yote fikiria wewe mwenyewe mmoja hapo. Because a strange behavior. Kwamba tabia hii za kigeni. That is out of the norm. Ambao haipelekani kabisa na ukawaida remember samson the great mkumbuke samsoni ambaye alikuwa mkuu samson fell out with god samsoni alipoteana na mungu because of a strange woman kwa ajili ya mke wa kigeni he thought he would overcome the test alidhani atashinda ule mtihani he underestimated his strength yeye alifikiria kwamba akona nguvu zaidi but day by day lakini siku baada nyingine men in the house sons of god ya kwamba ume nyumbani wana wa mungu our sons wana wetu wa kiume be careful of the strange women kweni waangalifu kwa ajili wa wake wa kigeni i don't know why i'm giving this warning sijui kwa nini napatiana hata habari hii but be careful of the sons of the daughters of of men lakini kweni uangalifu kwa ajili ya binti wa wanadamu Samson was might and great Samson alikuwa mkuu zaidi but he underestimated lakini yeye akadunisha a small woman mwanamke mdogo and thought he was smart enough na kadhania kwamba yeye ni mwerevu zaidi but day in and day out lakini siku moja baada ya nyingine this girl wore him out dada huyu akamtokesha finally bahatimaye he revealed his secret yeye akapatia nasiri yake and his secret was nasiri yake ilikuwa on babe tell me where does your strength there ya kwamba tafadhali mpenzi niambie nguvu zako zi wapi he said this he said that akajaribu kusema hiki na kile about his grandfather he talk about who and who and kuhusu babu yake na kile na hiki kingine lakini siku moja the daughter of the strange wife ya kwamba ule mke wa kigeni akamsukuma kutosha that he opened his mouth baka akafungua kinywa chake na akasema siri yake he lost it with god akapoteana na mungu right there pale pale sons of the kingdom wana wa ufalme don't think that you are too strong usidhani ya kwamba una nguvu holding a kifon ya kwamba ever holding a big phone ya kwamba umeshika ile simu kubwa you are checking her out what are you checking come on get over it unamtazama unamtaftilia au kwamba waachana na wajambo lile daughters of men have a bigger phone ya kwamba wana kwamba bintu laptop than you ya kwamba wako na simu nzuri na hata laptop nzuri kukuliko you know why they hold the big phone son unajua ni kwa nini wanashika ile simu kubwa so they can see how the house looks like ili ya kwamba wakapaa kuona nyumba inafanana naje why don't you show a house of mabati in kibera kwa nini usimpeleke katika nyumba ya mabati pale kibera on the big phone katika ile simu kubwa get over this wewe waachana na jambo hili You call them blind dating? Ya kwamba unasema ya kwamba ni kuchumbiana ambao hakuonekani. Thank you Pastor Kabe. At your dating? Ya kwamba unamchumbia. You are dating. Unamchumbia. You are thinking you are strong. Unafikiria uko na nguvu. You are underestimating the, the strength of of the strange woman unayakwamba unadunisha nguvu za ule mke wa kigeni before you know it kabla ujue you are sending her money to buy another weave unamtumia pesa za kununua nywele nyingine she's smarter than you ni mwerevu kukuliko wewe sons of the kingdom you are not smart 
You are not street smart. But the daughters of men are street smart. They are survivors. You, you know only God. You, you only know God. You are read on hands by your grandmother, your grandfather from morning. When they stop, your mother takes it over. You are not street smart. I know somebody saying, was it a marriage seminar? Yes, it is. Because today you've got to tell me, what is this thing that you have married that is making you drift away from the love of God? Is it that kephone? What is it? What is it? The Bible says whatever it is, cut it and throw it out. Whatever it is. Now you know this is your mother, okay? Cut that thing that makes you sin against God, throw it in the bin. The daughters, the sons of God, roasted with God. They roast the covenant they had with God because they intermarried. So Genesis says, immediately they intermarried. I'm not going to touch that text. But, son, I was looking at, they produced. People who are called giants. <laughs> yes, what you birth through sin is a giant. And you may never be able to conquer that giant. Then the Bible introduces sin. Sin was not mentioned until the sons of God married the daughters of men. And God saw the wickedness and sin filled the earth. That every thought and every imagination of man's heart was continuously evil. I don't like the next statement because the next statement is not good. And God regretted it grieved God in his heart that he had created a man. Let us say that God hates sin. God was provoked and reached to a decision of literally destroying men and the entire earth. I want to say to us unrepented sin has consequences. Any sin that is not repented, it has consequences. You may think it is okay now, but in days to come, it will not be okay. I remember one, one of the days when we had a, a beautiful conference with our judges, and we appreciate our CJ for bringing such uh, powerful, great people who surround her in the judiciary. And afterwards, we were having a cup of tea. And, and one of the people who we were having a meal with noticed something. Have you noticed that every barrio has four boys who wear black suits and bow ties? Have you noticed that? 
figure out whose sons those are so what i'm saying is kile nasema ni hiki Oh their mother was not counted was not remembered in the burial Mama yao hakuhesabiwa They go ahead of the casket Whether there is connection or not Sons of men be careful Wana wa Mungu kweni waangalifu Oh God thank you Jesus E bwana asante Sin and repented sin Dhambi ambayo haijatubiwa The Bible says Biblia inasema Through God decided to destroy the earth. Ingawaje Mungu aliamua kuharibu ulimwengu. One man. Mtu mmoja. Today I pray that God will find that one. Leo natumai Mungu atampata yule mtu mmoja. I don't know how many will say today I want to be that one man. Sijui ni wangapi leo watasema kwamba nataka kuwa yule mtu mmoja. And the Bible says that one man found grace in the eyes of God. Biblia inasema kwamba mtu mmoja akapata kibali mbele ya His name was Noah. Jina lake ni Nuhu. Noah found grace in the eyes of God. Nuhu akapata neema machoni pa Bwana. His generation. Katika kizazi chake. There was no other man like him a man with a right standing before God. Hakukuwa na mtu mwingine yote ambaye alikuwa na mienendo mema kama yeye. The Bible says he was perfect. Biblia inasema alikuwa sawa. Noah walked with God. Alitembea na Mungu. Noah was not a visitor in the presence of God. Hakuwa he was a man who walked with God. Hakuwa mtemgeni katika uwepo wa Bwana alikuwa anatembea na Mungu. Today I'm asking myself before I came to speak. Leo najiuliza nilipofika wakati wa kuleta. As we seeing all these bad things that are happening internationally every nation has its own issue. Tunapoona uovu wote ambao unaendelea katika ulimwengu wote. As we are witnessing darkness. Tunapoona giza hii. As we are witnessing the enemy coming in like a flood. Tunapoona adui anapoingia kama garika. Economies anything shakeable is being shaken. Na uchumi na kila kitu ambacho kinatikisika kinatikiswa. I ask myself. Najiuliza basi. When God looks at the world. Mungu anapoangalia ulimwengu. What does God see? Je, anaona nini? In the days of Noah. Siku za Nuhu. When God looked at the earth. Mungu alipoangalia ulimwengu. God saw corruption. Mungu akaona ufisadi. And that the world was and the earth was filled with violence. Na kwamba ulimwengu ulikuwa umejawa na In past years we had gentlemen we had quite gentlemen in our nation miaka ambayo imepita tulikuwa na wangwana katika taifa letu even if a woman slipped somewhere on a street and fell hata kama mwanamke angetegwa na anguke katika barabara there will be about 20 men lifting her up and asking are you hurt are you hurt angekuwa na wanaume kama 20 kumchukua kumuuliza je umejeruhiwa not to mention the evil we saw the other day a woman being molested bila kuona uovu ambao tuliona siku nyingine mwanamke akidhulumiwa and i asked myself nikajiuliza this girl was screaming and screaming dada huyu alikuwa anapaza sauti was then there the sons of god one man Who would have said this is evil? It seems that something is going wrong in our nation. Where are those men who defended who defended their mothers and their sisters? You know when 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 I preached to your big brother Bishop Allen. Nilipomhubiria ndugu yenu mkubwa askofu Allen. He had a sister called Wamboi. Alikuwa na dada ambaye alikuwa anaitwa Wamboi. Oh 
Walikuwa wanaenda kama wameshikana mikono kila mahali. Alikuwa anamlinda dada yake kabisa. Na kwamba alikuwa mrembo kabisa. ya kwamba haupendezi lakini dada yako alikuwa mrembo kabisa. Kwa jili ulijua kwamba Tuko na taifa ambao ni fisadi zaidi. Nchi ya ufisadi. So today. Kwa hivyo leo. God is asking. Mungu anauliza. Do I have men? Je, niko na wanaume? Who will stand up in this generation? Do I have men? Je, niko na wanaume? Who will stand and be counted? As men of God. Kama watu wa Mungu. As the sons of the kingdom of God. As sons of God's covenant. Kama watu wa gano la Mungu. We are preaching going to preach the gospel. Tunaenda kuhubiri injili. Because it seems. Kwa jinaonekana. Many things are fading away. Mambo mengi yanapotea. Many things. Mambo mengi. Values are fading away. Ya kwamba tambia nzuri zinapotea. Who on earth? Ni nani ulimwenguni? Would molest and abuse a woman in a car. Angeweza kumtumia vibaya mwanamke katika gari. Who? Nani? Absolutely like no sense at all. Ya kwamba ni vibaya kabisa. Let me not continue with that. Chani so there was violence. Kwa hivyo, but the Bible says the Bible records that Noah was a family man, he was a father of three sons. Alikuwa mtu wa jamii, alikuwa na wana wa kiume watatu. Shem, Ham and Japheth. Akwamba Shem, Ham na Japheth. And uh, that he was so meaning he was a family man. Kumaanisha kwamba alikuwa mtu wa jamii. The other day I was preaching in the US in our conference call. Siku nyingine nilikuwa nahubiri kule US katika mtandao wa simu. And I was preaching on three words. Alikuwa anaenda kuhusu maneno matatu. Favor and distinction. Those three are always tied together. So in the midst of evil and wickedness, in our in the time of in the days of Noah we are seeing a man who stood out and God gave him a covenant I have a Jewish mother in New York City and I know one time she came to Kenya and she taught us on marriage and because we see the on the third day in the wedding and we don't know what that day is seventh day is we don't know those things but she taught us on weddings and it was so amazing so my Jewish mother was teaching me something about in the old when they, they she told me you don't make covenant covenants are cut ya kwamba akaniambia mamangu wa kuyahudi ya kwamba hamufanyi tu maagano maagano yanawekewa mkazo kabisa so she taught me when two people were cutting a covenant watu wawili basi wanapokubaliana kufanya kwamba agano they used to cut their arms walikuwa wanakata mahali mkononi mwao they tie them together wanaunganisha pamoja they tie them tight together so there will be the blood ili damu ya huyu this was powerful 
So it was cutting covenant not making covenant. Kwa hivyo ilikuwa kukata maagano sio kufanya tu maagano. So the word covenant. Kwa hivyo neno agano. It's amazing favor and distinction. Ya kwamba ni ya kibali na hata utofauti. The Bible says. Biblia inasema God favored Noah. Mungu akampatia Nuhu kibali. And so God told Noah to make himself an ark of gopher wood. Mungu akamwambia kwamba akapaa kutengeneza safina. The gopher wood is a family of cypress. Ya kwamba mti ule ya kwamba gopher ni aina ya cypress. But my mind started going everywhere and I thought how comes that the ark of covenant was made from the acacia tree? Ya kwamba nikashangaa basi kwa nini sanduku la gano litengenezwa kutoka katika mti wa acacia? I know somebody is so lost about the trees but if you want to no acacia trees we have some beautiful ones on the way to Naivasha Mr. Ngari can show you one of the acacia trees kama hauelewi zaidi kuhusu miti kuna miti mingi pale katukielekea Naivasha ambao ni acacia tree interesting enough let me drop this and leave this with you kwa hivyo wacha niwapatie hii alafu niwaachie the bible says in psalms and i will not tell you where it is so you can check it out na sitawaambia iko wapi ili kumkapaa kuita the secrets of the lord kwamba siri za bwana are with those who fear him ni kwa wale ambao wanamcha for he will show them his covenant kwa ajili atawaonesha agano zao we are covenant people sisi ni watu wa agano and that's why i said the sons of god were covenant people ani unasema wana wa mungu walikuwa watu wa agano but the daughters of men were not in covenant lakini binti za wanadamu wako katika agano so god showed noah his covenant he because when he entered into covenant he showed him what he was planning to do and let me tell you something we think we are designers god is the best designer god designed the ark specifications and specific measurements i was looking at the ark it was so detailed angalia safina ilikuwa katika hali ya kulinda na kwamba ilikuwa na dirisha moja ambayo ilikuwa ndogo tu na mlango kama ningekuwa na wakati ningewaelezea kwamba ilikuwa na chumba cha chini na cha hapa juu na pia cha juu na Mungu akamwambia nu kwa ajili wewe ni mwanangu na tu katika agano utatengeneza safina ambayo itakuwa mahali pako pa kujificha so that during the destruction ili wakati wa uharibifu you not be like anybody else you'll be in a safe place kwa kama yote mwingine utakuwa mahali salama i must say that i'm greatly impressed lazima niseme kwamba nimefurahishwa kwa ajili ya urafiki kati ya Mungu na Enu because that's how god revealed his secret to him kwa ajili hivyo ndivyo Mungu alivomfunulia siri zake i love this song that i'm a friend of god he calls me friend I don't know how many of you want to be God's friend. Because when we become God's friend, nothing will be taking us by surprise. We will always be knowing. Before you go to do business with anybody, because you are a friend of God, you will discern who is a conman and who is the right person. You will not be bringing us prayers here about I was conned money. 
Even when you enter into a vehicle a matatu and maybe it is not reaching the destination you'll be able to desire. And after the month of prayer and fasting I believe because I had God say we are going to God is going to give bring back and restore the gifts of the Holy Spirit to the church. That will be able to discern between good and evil. That when you see the daughter of men, you will know that's a daughter of men. And when you see the sons of God, you will know who they are. So before destruction, what does God do? God makes a covenant. Establish a covenant. And God favors Noah and his and his wife and his sons and children. So God said, you know, something is going to happen and but before it happens. Make sure this ark that you are going to build, I call it God's box. You shall get in your family inside. Starting with Mrs. Noah. Then your sons and their wives. How do you know that from the looks of from the look of this text? It seems like Noah's sons had not intermarried with the heathens. They had they had entered into the covenant. Today, allow me parents to say, we are going to teach our children our covenant with God. I am not saying if they are saved, whether they are saved or not, whether they are drunkards or what, we are going to teach our children our covenant with God. When, even if they come drunk, you say, sit down, son. I want to teach you my covenant with my God. We cannot allow our children to miss the blessings of our heavenly Father. So now we, we when, let me say, another time, I'm going to come up with another message entitled, Boundaries. I'll not tell you when that is going to be so you don't miss church. Boundaries. We're going to teach. Is what we are going to teach. Boundaries, boundaries. Because in a relationship, whether it's marriage, whether it's what, and there are no boundaries, it never ends well. So our God is a God of covenant and he is a promise keeper. I was thinking about uh, number 22. And we saw that number 22 is not a mistake. And I noticed something. Before the flooding, we are seeing twos and pairs. For multiplication purposes, God instructed Noah to preserve a pair of each and every thing that lived on the face of the earth. But let me say this and say it's so good so that 
the world can hear. Na niseme vema kabisa ulimwengu kapata kusikia. God told Noah. Mungu akamwambia Nuhu. Take a female and a male. Akwamba chukua kiume na kike. I didn't God did not say take two boys. Mungu akusema chukua wavulana wawili. God did not say take two girls. Mungu akusema chukua wasichana wawili. God understands the principles of multiplication. Mungu anaelewa kanuni ya kujumlisha. God knows everything produces after its own kind. Mungu anajua kila kitu kinazalisha baada yake. So God told him. Mungu akamwambia. Take a boy and a girl. Akwamba chukua mvulana na msichana. Because God saw the days that would come that they needed to multiply and fuel the earth again. Wajili Mungu aliona siku ambayo lazima zingejumlisha na kujaza ulimwengu tena. You know now we know that uh, the instructions were given and uh, I want to start cutting short because of time. Tunajua kwamba kuna maelezo ambayo walipatianwa. We have a better understanding on number 22. Tuko na kuelewa bora kwa ajili ya namba 22. Leadership. Uongozi. Builders. Wajenzi. Visionaries. Wanaokuwa na maono. Number 2 is for those who are inspired. Ya kwamba namba 22 ni wale ambao wametiwa jambo. dreams come true. Ya kufanya ndoto zitukie. Yeah, it is a great number. Ya kwamba ni nambari kuu. So Noah was instructed by God. Nuhu akapatiwa maelekezo na Mungu. To equip the ark. Akapata kuiweka ile. With all the necessities ile, such as food. Safina na kila kitu kama chakula. And what amazes me about Noah? Kinaoshangaza zaidi kuhusu Nuhu. It is the he trusted God. Ni kwamba alimtumaini Mungu. He believed in God. Alimwamini Mungu. Can I say something? Niseme kitu. It's easy to say that I am believing God. Ni rahisi tu kusema namwamini Mungu. It is easy to say I'm obeying God. Ni rahisi kusema namtii Mungu. But when it comes to the obeying, inapofika mahali pa kutii. It is very easier to doubt God than to obey God. Ni rahisi sana kumtilia Mungu shaka kuliko kumtii. But I'm so I'm so impressed that he understood and obeyed God. Lakini nafurahi kwa ajili alielewa na kumtii Bwana. Especially for the task that was ahead of him to build this box. Hasoa kwa ajili ya kazi ilikuwa mbele ya kutengeneza sanduku hili. He had never seen the design before. Hakuwa ameona muundo kama ule tena. He could not convince anybody what it was. Hangeshawishi yote ilikuwa ni nini. Can you imagine? Hebufikiria. When when the business of construction commenced. Wakati ujenzi unapoanza. I'm sure people were asking him, questioning. By the way sir, hata hivyo bwana. What are you building? Wajenga nini? And he will say I don't know. Anasema sijui. So don't tell me people had not named him a mentor case. Kwa hivyo usiseme kwamba watu hawakuwa wamemuita wazimu. For in fact Noah did not know what it was. Hata hivyo Noah kuwa anajua kabisa nini. He had never seen one. Hakuwa ameona nyingine kama. Many things we know because we've seen them before. He had never seen anak. Mambo mengi tunajua kwa ajili tumeyaona yeye hakuwa ameona. And yet he chose to obey. Na hata hivyo tu akaamua kutii. But can you imagine telling a mob justice I'm obeying God? Hebu fikiria ukiambia umati mkubwa wa watu tunamtii Mungu. I I I love Noah. I just love Noah. Ninapenda tu Nuhu. Because there were many things and he was mocked and and people mocked him obviously. Najua watu walimdhihaki kwa kabisa. Especially when now he says God told me. Hasua anaposema Mungu aliniambia. I'm sure people ask him where were you with God? Najua watu walikuwa wanamuuliza ulikuwa wapi na Mungu? How does God speak? Mungu anazungumza kivipi? How did you know that it was God? Ulijuaje ilikuwa ni Mungu? What time was that you were with God? Ilikuwa wakati gani ulikuwa na Mungu? But let me help you also. Kinipia watanikusaidia. If you have a vision. Kama uko na maono. 
and everybody understand it. Na kila mtu anaielewa. Go and check it again. Enda uiangalie tena. When God gives you a vision. Mungu anapopatia maono. Out of the norms. Na kwamba ambao iko nje ya kawaida. So wild and so crazy. Ya kwamba ni ya kigeni zaidi na hata always question it. Watu wanaanza kuiuliza maswali. What you are doing? Kile unafanya. And your vision. Na maono yako. And what you are seeing? Na kile unaona. Where you are going? Hakuna unapokwenda. Everybody understand it. Kila mtu anaielewa. Go back on fasting and prayer. Rejea ufunge na kuomba. And check if it is God. Na uangalie kama ni Mungu. But when people say, lakini watu wanaposema, ina maanisha nini? Have you ever seen anybody with that? Umewaiona mtu yote na hiyo? Then you know God is in it. Je, Mungu ako pale? What you are doing you are not supposed to be understood. Kile ambacho nitakana na ujue sio lazima ueleweke. I told you when I was beg, begging this church. Niliwaambia wakati nilipokuwa nikitia alama kanisa hili. I did not want to come with anybody. Sikuwataka kuja na yote yule. I called the watchman. Niliita mlinzi. <laughs> Those ones at the gate. Wale pale langoni. You know you're not question me first of all there is language barrier. Unajua hata niuliza maswali kwanza kwa ajili hatuelewani kiluga. Always look for people with language barrier. So I said we are putting a stick there. And we are putting another one there. Then we went all the way and put another one there. The best thing he didn't he didn't ask me what I was mapping. For you smart enough you'd have asked me what are you doing? If I told you I'm mapping the house we shall build for God. You'd have asked me where are you going to get money from you'd have asked me a lot of questions so when you have a vision you don't have to explain everybody people don't have to understand it finish it then you will say this was that this was that amen Let, let's go to uh, chapter number 7 so that we can start to wind up but i would recommend that you read chapter 7 because this is now we see the number of the clean animals increasing to sevens. Tunaona kwamba namba za wanyama ambao ni safi wakiongezeka kwa saba. He was told to take in sevens. Aliambiwa kapaka saba kwa saba. For the clean animals. But for those things that were unclean. He was supposed to take in tools. What did God have in mind? Sacrifice. That's why the number increased. Because God knew when no one comes out of the ark, one of the things you will need is to sacrifice to God. And now the box is all built. And it's under construction. And, 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 and the Bible says, You, you know this box took a bit longer than we think. Unajua sanduku hili chukua muda mrefu kujenga. It probably took Noah 70 years. Ilimgarimu nu miaka 70 to complete it. Kuimaliza. And you know the, he was not a very young man. Na unajua kwamba hakuwa kijana. And uh, you know when he was building I'm sure he even had partners. Unajua alipokuwa akijenga pengine hata kuna watu walikuwa wamekuja kumsaidia. You know it's easier to have sympathizers especially when they think you are mentor. Unajua ni rahisi kuwa na watu ambao wanakuonea huruma wanapofikiria kwanza wewe ni wazimu. They will go to their hardware and bring you 10 nails to build. Wataenda wakuleteka misumari kumi kutoka katika maduka yao. I'm sure some people were very sympathetic so they went to their hardware shops and they brought Noah something. Najua kuna watu walikuwa na huruma kwake wakaenda katika maduka yao 
wao na kuwaletea vitu kadhaa and they donated na pia wakampatia tu kwa kama ulikuwa umepatiana kitu chochote unaenda unaanza kuitisha because there is no progress kwa ajili hakuna maendeleo unaona tu mzee ambaye ako na masanduku na hata nyundo and his children sweating all over the place bringing this bringing that watoto wake wanatoka na jasho akiwaambia lete hiki na kile kingine but i want you to know lakini nataka ujue the partnership people withdrew ingawaje watu wenza wake Continue building your place. Compute continue building your vision. Even when people withdraw and walk away from you, keep going. Keep building. So after he he was instructed about what to take in. Now Noah's birthday. As he was going to celebrate 600 years. The windows of heaven opened. And the rain came. Na mvua ikakuja. 40 days and 49 nights. ndani ya safina. Can you imagine? God shut the door of the ark. God himself shut the ark. So meaning Noah had no access. You are in to stay. You can come out. I have a covenant with God. I came in and I'm staying in the ark. I'm not looking for opportunities. And thank God. For the ark Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the type of the ark. I will do that the next service. So when he had come in God shut and let me help you today and when he had shut himself and everything was good When the flood started. Garika tu ilipoanza. You remember this box is seated on the ground. Unakumbuka sanduku hili limekaa katika nchi. But when the water started. Maji yalipoanza. The flood the flood started lifting the ark did God say when the enemy comes in like a flood I will lift up a standard what will lift you up into the next level it is the flood ah, come on put your hands together and praise the Lord Without the flood Bila garika, the ark will be on the ground sanduku itakatuka tika what inchi. is going to get the ark Lakini out and up is the flood thanks be to god for every test thanks be to god for every trial thanks be to god for every persecution thank god for your enemies if there were no enemies there would not be a table if you are not persecuted you will be content thank god when they throw stones on you because 
Because the ark will always be on the ground. Until the flood comes. The flood is coming. And the more the flood Bishop Alan, the higher the church will go. Today the church is walking in ignorance. But I guarantee you, when you hear persecution, when you hear this, the church will go higher and higher and higher and higher. Oh, come on somebody. We shall be lifted high and above the earth. Give God a praise in the house. Oh, if you wanted everybody to like you, thank God for your enemies. Thank God for your critics, those who criticize you. Oh, they don't like this. They don't like the way you talk. They don't like the way you walk. They don't like your wife. They don't like your children. They don't like you. Thanks be to God. The higher the persecution, the higher the talks, the higher the attacks, the higher you are going up. Give God another shout of praise. Give somebody high five. Tell them we are going higher. Tell them a time to come off the ground has come. We are going higher. Oh, come on, somebody. The church must come out of ignorance. We are going higher. We are going higher. Oh, come on, somebody. We are going so high. We will be doing like this when we see the earth. You know you have not gone higher enough. Until when you look, you will not even see one single tree. The Bible says the hills were covered. The mountains were covered. All your hills will be covered. All those valleys will be covered. Thanks be to God for the ark, Jesus Christ. Today I'm inside the ark. I'm in the box. You cannot get me out. Let your critics know today you are inside the box. And the rain is about to come. But you are heat. You are heat. You are heat in Christ Jesus. Make a shout one more time. If there is no persecution, if there is no word, evil word, if you don't have an enemy, the ark will be sitting there. You will look foolish than when you started the ark. <laughs> but when the flood begins to come, is somebody sensing the flood? Are you sensing the flood in your business? Are you sensing the flood in your ministry? Are you sensing flood in your family? Oh, come on, somebody, give God a praise in the house. Give somebody a high five. Tell them they can't get me out. I'm inside the ark. Tell them I'm in the ark. I'm in the ark. I'm in the ark. Go tell my enemies. I'm in the ark. Go and tell my criticizers. I'm in the ark. I'm in the box. Who is in the box? If you are in the box, shout! Worship has come on the stage. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. 
Let me say this. Let me say this. Even if you changed your mind to like your enemies, remember, you can't save them. God shut the box and put the key in his pocket. The key is in the pocket. The key is in the pocket. When God shuts, no man's open. And when he opens, no man shut. Give another shout of praise. Listen, listen, listen. I was asking God, I was asking, why did God keep the keys? You know, son, if Noah saw the member of his parliament from his area, if he saw the chief, the MCAs, or the headmen, or the head of police, he would have felt so intimidated to open. But now, God said, now, it's payday. Come on, somebody. Oh, Oh, give God another praise. Oh, give God a praise. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. Minister, can we do this short song that says, Nikochinia Mwamba? And the mamba is on top of me. You can't get me out. The rock is too heavy. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I am under the rock, and the rock is higher than I. Jehovah hides me, I am under the rock. Go tell my enemies, I am under the wait, rock. Wait, 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 minutes, I don't know. It seems like nobody has an enemy here. It seems like everybody likes you everywhere. <laughs> you, know, you, you, know, you, know, you know there are times you get so upset that you hold yourself number six and so go tell my enemies I am hid under the rock Christ Jesus. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. I am under the rock and the rock is higher than I. Jehovah hides me I am under the rock. Go tell my enemies. I am under the rock. Jehovah hides me. I am under. Say, I am under the rock. I am under the rock. And the rock is higher than mine. Jehovah hides me. I am under the rock. Go tell my enemies. I am under the rock. Jehovah hides me. I am under the rock. Nikotini. Yes, Yes, so 
Come on, give God a praise, give God a shout. Oh, come on, somebody.